This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna, and special thank you to Spear Rocket VA for making this all possible. It's been incredible, and uh, it's one of those episodes where, you know, the world's starting to get to be a smaller and smaller place as I get to know more and more icons, because if you guys listened earlier this week, we got to interview Mitzi, and it was awesome, and she talked so much about this incredible mentor she had, and now it's her business partner, Marguerite, and, you know, we're all wondering, who is this woman? Well, now she's on the show. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. It's super excited. We already kind of have, um, you know, heard about you. So we're excited to hear your story from your point of view. It's going to be a great show. And I guess that being said, you know, uh, take us back to the beginning. Who are you? Where are you from? And how'd you find yourself in real estate? Oh, my goodness. And how we're going way back. So I actually got into real estate 28 years ago, I guess almost 29, 1993. I got licensed December of 1993. And I had a young son. Uh, My husband and I had our little boy, Jordan. He was about five years old at the time. And I had been in the bar business. So I was a cocktail waitress. We owned a bar, that kind of thing for a while. And it's not really that conducive to raising kids. And so I started looking at different things that I could do. And my husband was in the mortgage business. He says, why don't you get your real estate license and do loans? Because interest rates had dropped to an all-time low of 8%. <laughs> and we thought they're never going to get any lower, right? Right. So got my real estate license, did loans for about a year, and I hated it. So God bless all the lenders out there. You guys are amazing. I could not <laughs> job. No way. And I was now pregnant with our second son. And looking for an assistant type job. So I went to work as a part-time assistant for a good friend of mine, Luigi, who was an REO broker at the time. And I ended up selling 18 houses in my first six months. And I said, I think I like this real estate gig. I like the real estate side of it a lot. So like many young, overconfident, probably a little too cocky agents, I decided to open my own brokerage. I don't know what I was thinking. But January of 1996, my husband and I opened our own independent brokerage. My Mm -hmm. intent was just to work from home, raise kids. We had our third son now, and I started selling like crazy. I was hooked. I fell in love with real estate. So we built our own brokerage up until around 2006 and 7 when the market crashed, if anyone Mm -hmm. remembers, in the crazy REO days. And I got into REO. I was doing a ton of REO, selling several hundred homes a year, and thought, what's going to happen when REO goes away? So we thought, well, let's build a brokerage. We ended up buying a franchise mm-hmm. so that when REO goes away, we could just run this brokerage and still be okay. Well, we ended up buying into a franchise. It didn't really work out so well. And so in January of 2015, we had built the brokerage to 120 agents. We just looked at the numbers and it didn't make sense. So we got out of the franchise, went back to being a small independent brokerage, let the majority of our agents go to other companies. And 
Then all of a sudden I got this phone call from my good friend, Brent Gove in October of 2016. He said, Hey, will you check out this model? I said, Oh, Brent, what are you selling now? No, thanks. Not interested. <laughs> right. Right. Well, he's a pretty relentless guy for anyone who knows him. And he showed up at my office the next day and said, Hey, let's go to lunch. So we went to lunch and he did not talk anything about EXP. Finally, I'm like, what is going on with this company? He goes, hey, can you meet at my office tomorrow morning at eight o'clock and bring Joe? I was like, all right, Brent. <laughs> so we went, we sat down, we watched uh, the webinar and about 10 minutes in, it was live at the time with Rob Flick. I was like, this makes sense. And we made the decision to join EXP in October of 2016. Okay. And awesome. Yeah, I have to tell you, it's been uh, one of the best decisions, you know, personally that I've made. I, I love the company. I just made Icon for the fourth time. Um, and yeah, and it's it's a great company. We've been incredibly blessed. And so now, as you mentioned, I'm Mitzi De La Cruz. She's my business partner. She was on my team for a while back in the day. And I um, ended up dividing up my team. And I told Mitzi it was time for her to fly. I go, girl, you can handle it. It's time for you to fly. You're very talented. Go out and build your own team. So she reluctantly went. She did not want to go. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's time for you to fly. So she went out. She did amazing. And last year, we started really talking again and decided to come back together, so they say, and partner up. My goal is hopefully in the next couple of years to fade out of day-to-day -day production and still just kind of really coach, mentor, train, help support our agents and our team and agents within EXP. So that's, that's a short, I guess, long answer to your short question. That's no, it's a long question. And that was a perfect <laughs> answer. That was awesome. Marguerite. What a great story. Um, and you know, you kind of told us how you came across EXP. You saw the model, you lost sleep. You're like, I have to join this. This is crazy. I've got to be on this flagship, but what makes you stay? You know, what really keeps your Boots cemented to the ground here at EXP, but in a good way, of course, um, you know, that makes you excited to be here and um, grow with the company. Well, you know what? I won't lie. That first year um, when we joined the company, there were only 1400 agents. Right. So it was kind of mm -hmm. crazy. The company, it was like jumping on a rocket ship. Right. We didn't mm -hmm. on the outside, not even on the inside. Right. <laughs> and jumped on this rocket ship. And for, so for the first year, I was very a little apprehensive. I kind of kept one foot in, one foot out, right? I thought, well, if this thing doesn't work out, I can always bounce out, go back to having my own company. It doesn't really matter to me. But I have to tell you, a few things really came to light. Number one, the leadership at this company is beyond anything that I've ever seen. And the collaboration that we have together as a company and how we've grown and how people support and encourage each other, no matter kind of whose organization they're in, what they do, has been really like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, of course, there's the revenue share in the stock. That's a huge piece and, you know, does keep us here. But the collaboration with the people around the world is just, it's so powerful. And to build, like I got a phone call yesterday from my good friend Bettina. And she was just asking me questions about some stuff. And I'm like, I'm absolutely here to help you, you know. And just her and I talking for 15 minutes on the phone just made my day. And I would never have had the opportunity to know her if it was not for EXP because she's out of Dallas, Texas area. Awesome. And 
she's a, her and her husband, Juan, were a couple of the first people I met when we went to our first EXP event in 2017. There were only 80 of us there. And I remember Gene Frederick saying, this is the smallest you're ever going to see it. And obviously he's a visionary. So yeah, like nothing and else. This week we just uh, sailed past 79,000 agents. Crazy. Incredible. That's super cool. I mean, honestly, probably as we're talking about it, we're closer to 80,000 than we are 79. I think I was right. We just grow by the second. It feels like it's incredible. And, uh, you know, Marguerite, like you said, like the collaboration here, just the way that, you know, you can connect and, you know, mentorship is just second nature here, which is incredible because in corporate America, it's so hard to find a mentor and to really feel like it's an organic relationship and mentorship just, it has to be organic. You have to have that chemistry. And it's incredible that it's just, Honestly, like it's like a given with EXP. Like you come over and you can expect that somebody is going to take you under their wing and, you know, answer your questions if you are brave enough to ask the right questions to the right people, right? Nobody's going to hold your hand the whole way and drag you here. But if you want to be here and you're excited to be here, all you got to do is raise your hand and ask. And probably seven people, are, if not more, are going to tend to you all at once. And it's fantastic to see. And, uh, you know, Marguerite, you said you're busy and you've got a business, you got a business partner. You said you've got, you know, kids. They're probably grown by now, I assume, because you told me one was testing for a real estate license, which, yeah. you know, but it's still like, I heard that moms lose sleep over their kids until their kids are married. Right. So like, <laughs> it's, it still counts. You're still busy. Yeah. You and, uh, yeah. yeah so you've got a lot of production you do as an icon agent. So I want to know, you know, Marguerite, how do you take care of yourself? How do you avoid burnout mode? How do you make sure that you're your best self at all times, client facing, mentee facing, business partner facing, all of the above? You know, I think that it really starts with creating, figuring out number one, what's most important to you? Like, what are your priorities, right? I know that one of the biggest challenges that I see is basically orphans, real estate orphans, we call them. My friend Kathy Courtney calls them that. And where we get, we make real estate such a number one priority that we forget about our family, right? Mm -hmm. We forget about our family, we forget about ourselves and you have to create boundaries. And the crazy thing is, is that clients are willing to work within your boundaries. When you tell them your schedule and when you're available, they will totally go along with it. Like I tell my clients right out of the gate, my schedule is Monday through Friday, 830 to 530. I work evenings and Saturdays by appointment only. I take Sundays off to be with my family. As you should. My clients are respectful of that. The only people who are ever really not respectful of that many times are other real estate agents, right? It's crazy. And so you have to make that a priority because trust me, life happens by one of two ways, by force or by choice. And if you choose not to create that balance and not to take care of yourself and not to take care of your family, guess what happens? God or the universe or whatever you believe in knocks on the door and he says, Hey, if you're not going to listen, I'm going to take you out. And that's exactly what happened to me to in 2020, two years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I wasn't listening yeah. and it forced me to have to slow down and pay attention and see what was most important. Obviously my health was most important. Mm -hmm. And the blessing of EXP is that, you know, I'm the primary breadwinner for our family. And when I got breast cancer and I started thinking, how am I going to take care of my family? Well, guess what? The 22nd came around and I earned revenue share. And that revenue share allowed me to focus on my health instead of trying to figure out how I was going to go out there and show property, you know, going through chemo and all those different things. And 
that is when exp to me became a bigger blessing than ever when i had that revenue share and that stock coming in whether i was selling or not mm. nothing else out there like that and i'm happy to say i'm cancer free all done with the treatment here's all congratulations and you look great and you know i'm so happy that you healed from that and recovered from that and that you are taking it in a positive manner right you know this isn't something that you're like wow this was could career destroying for me. Why do I even try? This was like something like, holy smokes, EXP provided me an opportunity to still survive during this hard time of my life, but also, you know, a smack in the face to be like, I'm not taking care of myself. Exactly. Like you are, but you know, have you, you know, have you been sleeping? Have you been making all the appointments that you should be appropriately making and attending and, you know, canceling everything that you can for a last minute um, showing or open house or whatever it is that can get in the way and get so easy to push off because you don't feel like you really need it. And um, sometimes it's just too late. And I'm so grateful that it was not for you and that exactly. we're all healed up. It's fantastic. And congratulations on um, winning such an incredible battle and just being Thank right you. back in the game. Thank you. I know my, my friend, Casey Council, Jiha, she calls it a health opportunity. And I never really looked at it that way. I was like, <laughs> that's crazy, but it really was. It was an opportunity to, really take a good hard look within and what was most important to me. It helped me look at what things did I want to accomplish. And one of those was to get my book. I wrote my book that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Oh, the hundred things I love about you. It's about my relationship with my husband. And um, it's an extraordinary book. If anyone's interested, you can go to hundred things I love about you.com and check it out. Um, yeah. But it's kind of a little story briefly about my relationship. And my husband and I've been together 36 years and every relationship goes through its challenges. And we had that a lot of stuff go on. Mm -hmm. Woke up one day and said, today's the day, mister. We're either going to an attorney or a counselor. <laughs> Luckily, my husband's a smart man. We went to a counselor. And when you go to the first appointment, they're like, why are you here? And he's like, because she made me. And I said, wrong answer. <laughs> And then you go to the second appointment at the second appointment, they talk about your family background. We come from very different backgrounds. He's old world Spanish family, first generation American. My mom was married four times, so I didn't really have any good role models in my life. And the third appointment, you go back and the third appointment, they're like, you go back by yourself and he's like, so are you done, done? Or are you still willing to make it work? I said, well, I'm, he's at least here, so I'm at least willing to give it a shot. Yeah. And so he says, well, I'd like you to make a list of the things that you love about him. I go, I don't know about that. I don't think I got it <laughs> right now. Right. Because we'll see what we can do. So I made it a goal to come up with a hundred and I went home. It took me a few days. After a few days, I noticed that I woke up and there was tea next to my bed and he makes me tea every day and he's a good dad and he's funny and all these little things. Right. And I, my list started to grow. Well, I will tell you, I never made it to 100, but I did make it to 45. And I gave him that list for our anniversary that year. And it really saved our relationship. We're still here today. And But I will tell you that he didn't really do anything. The only thing that changed was my perspective. And I think that that happens in real estate as well. Sometimes we get so burned out and chagrined and frustrated with the industry. And we have to just take a step back and write down the reasons why we're here. Like, what do we love about real estate? You know, what do we love about the people in our life? And if we can focus on those things, it many times will override all the negatives and helps you shift the focus. Absolutely. No, that's incredible. And, um, you know, it's 
kind of crazy to see, you know, you have made such positive things happen out of um, things that could be life changing. You know, you've written a book out of the crumbling of your relationship and then it came back and it's incredible to see that, you know, hey, like we worked through it. It's possible. You can get it done. And, um, you know, hey, I had breast cancer and guess what? Like, you know, this is great. It was just a time to check in with me and I wrote a book like what that's so cool so way to make like you know literal lemonade out of lemons I don't know where you found the sugar but I'm I'm really impressed with your story Marguerite that's incredible and um I love that that's so cool and I think it's uh you know for those listening you know it is really important to take care of yourself and if there's something you know that you keep putting on the back burner find time for it get it done you know haunting you and I bet, you know, as soon as you got that first copy printed, Marguerite, were you like, holy smokes, I'm a, I'm a to-do list person, right? So that little check mark feels so, so good. good. And I don't know if you can see it because I have that way you can kind of see it, but this is my little book. Yeah. I love it's, it. It's, diverse, it's easy to read. Um, but no, it was, it, it, it was a monumental moment for me. I was literally like crying, you know, ugly tears when I went to pick up the books from the printers. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. And it's just like one of those check marks that's been looming over you for forever. And you're like, I finally did it. It's it's not haunting me anymore. And I think that's incredible. What a great feeling, I'm sure. And like, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm amped up for you. I'm like a Marguerite cheerleader right now. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Number one fan. I'm going to get like, I'm going to get your autograph when I go to EXP Con. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll sign a book for you. Deal. I would love that. I really do want to check it out. That's, that's really amazing. Um, and so Marguerite, I guess we've got to focus on the icon award, right? Cause that's what you're here for and, uh, the production that you've done and how you got on this podcast. So, um, I'm excited to kind of see it through your eyes. So I guess my first question would be, you know, how many houses did you have to sell to hit icon in your market? I know you're out in California. Yeah. So it seems in our market, we need to sell anywhere from 28 to 32 approximately is what Mm -hmm. that takes. And so I typically do, I mean, I used to sell two to 300 homes a year at this point in my career, I'm more downsizing and that's why I've partnered. So I sell now about 30 to 40 homes a year and it all comes from my database. I don't personally do much advertising anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what it takes to make icon. And, you know, I have to tell you in all the years prior, I never got an award like an icon award. I mean, first of all, I own my own company. So if I got awards, I had to give them to myself, right? Like, hey, self, mm-hmm. here you go. You won, self. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you. So it's pretty cool. You won, self. So it's pretty cool to win the icon award and the stock opportunity that it comes with it. I mean, the mm-hmm. stock that I got in 2017, the first year I made icon, is worth you know, ended up being worth well over almost $300,000. So, you know, I've had awards before, but you certainly don't get anything that is that kind of life changing. And Mm -hmm. so now, like I said, I've made it four times. I had one year I didn't make it because I had some personal stuff going on. Um, But basically I've made it four out of the last five years that I've been with EXP. And I love it. I love the participation. I love getting the award. I love being able to help support um, as an icon, the, the other agents and the up and coming agents here in the company, um, you know, the people that need the help and need the direction. I love that stuff. So that's a good segue to my next question on how you give back. So off, based off of that, I'm going to assume you're a certified mentor. Um, but 
you know, how do you give back to EXP? Because you've got to give back culturally. Yes, so yes. how do you do it? Like, what's your avenue? Because you can teach, you can mentor, you can coach. My favorite ways are to teach. So I love to teach. So I try to teach at least, you know, six classes a year inside EXP world. Um, I teach them on a variety of subjects, how to build a lifetime business, um, how to part of your way to success, you know, get rich in your niche, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also teach some classes through the influencers on agent attraction. So I really, I mean, I love teaching. So it doesn't take much to say, hey, do you want to teach a class? I'm like, oh, I'm all in. That's awesome. I've been on the panels. I've spoken at the leadership meetings. Um, I love that stuff. I mean, I got stories for days, so it's hard to shut me up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, um, you know, you are a perfect model of what EXP is looking for when they want an icon agent. And, you know, an example agent that they're trying to produce in a culture that they work so hard to stimulate and get people excited about. And they've done a really good job at it because it's a it's a very sufficient culture. It's like, it's just the way it is, you know, it's not like overpowering, like, oh gosh, they're trying so hard to make us like be excited about it. Like, you know, like they're treating you like you're at a summer camp. It's not like that here. Like everybody is genuinely like, this is cool to be here. We we're a piece of the pie. Raising tide raises all ships. Like, let's go. This is exciting. And, and that's cool to me. And Marguerite, you know, we talked that you're a teacher. We talked, um, you, you highlighted a couple of the great things that come with the Icon Award, but I want to know what's your favorite part, you know? Is it the stock awards? Is it the giant, you know, big trophy that yesterday I had an Icon agent be like, I held that thing and I was like, I could kill somebody with this. I was like, this is <laughs> the first time I've heard that. <laughs> Very unique um, answer. I like that you're being honest, <laughs> but you know, what is your favorite part of Iconing? You know, I think that it's a combination of things. I mean, it is exciting to actually get an award that you can hold and put up on yourself, right? Like, that's cool. Um, I definitely like the stock award. That has changed my life in a multitude of ways. The stock that I've earned, you know, over the last five years completely changed my life in, in so many ways. I mean, it's allowed us to completely remodel our home, help our son, you know, buy a house in San Diego, you know, buy some land and, and a lot of other things. It's helped us do a lot. I would say that that's huge. Um, but I also really love the collaboration. I love the, the icon agents when we get together and, you know, talk or do things and being able to give back is, is really, I know it sounds a little cliche, but I, I really enjoy that part. I enjoy being able to, you know, be highlighted and spotlighted and be able to give back what I've been given over 28 years. So it's a combination of all those things. There's no way to, to pinpoint one thing. It's cool to get an award. I, again, be, having owned my own brokerage all those years, I never got awards. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal and, and it makes you feel important and makes you feel special. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that best describes uh, the culture at EXP when it comes to that and like the special you know, feeling that it is, it's like at EXP, you, and this is what one of my first icons I interviewed told me, and I've used it on almost every episode since it's that you learn, you earn, and then you return at EXP. And like you said, you know, you're excited to give back and, you know, people are excited to step in for the new guys and be that mentor and be that person who they didn't have when they were starting out in the real estate world. Cause you know, you and I were talking about those real estate exams and how tough they are and stuff we'll never use on it. But does real estate school teach you how to write an offer? Does real estate school teach you how to generate leads? It doesn't. And so, you know, for somebody to step in and do that for all the rookies and be excited to share, like, you know, those secrets 
it, it has stimulated an incredible culture. Yeah, I agree 100%. And Marguerite, you know, speaking of these new guys, maybe we've got a couple of rookies watching right now and they see this icon award, right? And they're like, man, like, should I go for the icon award? Should I be focusing on my downline? Should I be focusing on a pipeline for leads? I don't know. I don't know what to focus on. You know, I had an icon refer to EXP as a cruise ship because there's so many amenities going on at once. It's hard to choose what to focus on. And so, um, you know, what would be a good avenue for a rookie their first year at EXP? And should they go for the icon award? Is that something that you feel like they, if they fail out, they're going to be disappointed and like feel like they, you know, can't reach it the next year. I guess just some, you know, if I were to come to you like, Hey, Marguerite, I'm brand new to EXP and real estate. I want an icon this year. What would you tell me? Well, I would say, are you number one, are you willing to put in the work, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of work to be icon your first year because you're learning, you're screwing up, you're making a lot of mistakes, you're doing a lot. But I would say always lead with production because production will, the rest will follow. Right. right. But the problem is if somebody doesn't lead with production and they can't afford to pay their bills, they won't make it. Right. And so if they can at least get into production and figure out, get, join a good team, get a good mentor, get around people who are doing what you want to do. I call it the bigger pile theory. Find someone who has a bigger pile of what it is you want and hang out with them and listen to them. Look at what they do, follow them around, you know, do whatever they do and you will succeed. But I would definitely say you could do both. I mean, if you ever listen to Brent, Brent spent 90% of his time in production and 10% of his time, two to three hours a week, reaching out to agents and agent attraction. But anytime somebody who's their first year in real estate is not that disciplined, right? And consistency right. is more important than talent. Mm -hmm. So if you consistently do things over and over and over again, you will see the results. If you don't do consistency, then you will not see the results. And to make icon means you have to sell 30 homes in a year, which means you need to be working with probably close to 100 clients because people are going to come and go. People are going to buy and they're not going to buy. They're going to sell. They're not going to sell. You really need to be doing a ton of work and putting in a minimum of 40 to 50 hours a week. If you are not putting that amount of time in, then you can't be upset about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do. Right. Absolutely. No, you're hundred percent right. And you know, it's okay to not hit that because uh, as you keep going, you know, it's just going to become a second nature to produce, produce, produce. And then you're like, Oh, I have icon. Cool. You know? Oh, I guess I got to start looking into what I do for the cultural side of things. And I just think that that's really cool about it. And that's great advice. You know, build those pillars, get your stability, I like your pile theory of, uh, you know, finding somebody that has what you want and being around them and surrounding yourself because proximity is, is power. And mm -hmm. my favorite quote is, and I, I think I created it. Maybe I didn't is you get paid in direct proportion to your ability to figure stuff out. So mm -hmm. if you're the kind of sitting around saying, Oh, I don't know what to do or how to do it. I don't know. I mean, Oh my goodness, you guys are part of a generation where you can Google anything, right? Anything you want to know is on YouTube. You can follow a million people, you know, like Mike Sherrard has every kind of video you can imagine on, on YouTube. There's some extraordinary talent and um, information available to you. So to complain that you don't know what to do, there's lots of options for you to go figure mm -hmm. it out. And you will definitely get paid in direct proportion to your ability to figure that stuff out. 
Absolutely. Like the best way to describe that probably is if you go to Walmart and you're trying to buy a widget, right? Mm -hmm. And you go in there and you're like, hey, I'm looking for widgets. And the salesperson says, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know. And they walk away, right? Right. Or you walk in and you walk up to them and they go, oh, yeah, those are over there on aisle seven. Let me walk you over there and show you. By the way, that one's my favorite. This is the best seller, right? Is there any, do you have any questions about it? Anything I can help you with? Who's mm -hmm. going to rise to management in those two scenarios? So you want to be an icon agent and you want to sell houses, then mm -hmm. you go figure it out. <laughs> and there's right. so much information out there to help you figure it out. So to say you're not getting support, you're not getting this, you're not getting that. It's just an excuse, just an excuse. Absolutely. No, I agree hundred percent. And that's, that's fabulous advice. And, you know, that kind of brings me to my last question, speaking of excuses and um, hearing rumors and, you know, any way out of it because change is hard. Right. So for anybody that's listening right now, and maybe they're on the fence about EXP and they see the grass is greener, but they hear the things in the industry like, Oh gosh, don't go over there. That's a pyramid scheme. Don't go over there. It's a cult all this crazy stuff. Um, you know, what would you have to say to somebody that's experiencing that or even yourself? You know, you said that you really enjoyed the model, but you were pushing, you know, that person off that was trying to show it to you. Like, Oh God, what do you have now? So what would you have to say to somebody that's in those same shoes? Well, I would first say, know what you're saying no to first, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're just saying no, because based on rumors or what you've heard or what your broker is telling you, or, you know, that kind of thing, know what you're saying no to, like actually know the details, watch the entire webinar, watch, go through and learn and find out what, what as much information as you can about the company before you make that decision. Number one, number two, I love when people call it an MLM or a pyramid scheme, because let me tell you what I think is a perfect pyramid scheme. It's not really in 1997, I sold a $50,000 HUD home to a gal named Linda Buckmaster. And Linda Buckmaster was a grandma who wanted to raise her grandkids and wanted them to have a home of their own. So she bought this home. Since 1997, Linda has bought and sold eight homes through me. But even better than that, she has referred people who've referred people who've referred people who've referred people. Eight levels deep, 65 referrals, over $300,000 in commissions in 25 years. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just closed last week on a client that is part of that referral tree. What that means is that we just get compensated for contributing to the company. We get compensated for collaborating to the company. Is that a multi-level marketing? I, I, I would think it is. But you know what? We are here to sell real estate. It's what we do. We're not selling lotions and potions and, you know, widgets and things like that. We are doing what we already do. And we are helping other people in this company. And we have a vested interest in their success. To me, there's no other company like it. And I think that it's amazing. And it's the best model out there. Absolutely. It really is. And if like, you know, if you find something better, like let's list out pros and cons, right? Like let's look at the numbers. Let's do just the simple, basic, you know, when it comes to making a decision, take it back to fourth grade, you know, what is the good thing about this switch? What are the bad things about this switch? And I think the numbers will speak for themselves. I really Absolutely. Do. I mean, change is certainly not easy, but I'll mm -hmm. tell you what, the best things come when you make the changes that you need to make, right? Like nobody really won by just staying stuck. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for change, for God's sake, we wouldn't be able to even do this webinar. 
Right? <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, the world has changed in so many amazing ways in my lifetime. And to say that I didn't want any of that to change, I just can't imagine what life would be like. We have the ability to connect with people anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world. We've never had that ever in history. It's amazing. It really is. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, there's several sayings like evolve or get left behind. And, you know, you, it's never too late. You, it's not too late to join the EXP flagship. It's not left the station. It's here. It's ready for you. We just hit 79,000 agents. Mm -hmm. So it's growing, but like there's plenty of room for everybody to thrive here. Absolutely. Well, Marguerite, it's been incredible talking with you today. We're just over 30 minutes now. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap up? You know, I, I don't know that there's anything in particular other than I would just say that um, dream a bigger dream, right? Anything that you want to do is possible. Mm -hmm. You just have to put in the work. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Marguerite, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and get to know you today. And I'm super excited about this episode to go out and... Um, Gosh, I'm, I'm excited to see you at EXPCon or shareholders or both. And I look forward to connecting there. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.